0: This is a Soulfire Fire production. What is up, everybody? How are we doing? Let's cut to the chase. Welcome to this episode of Under the Influence podcast. I am your host, Whitney Eckes, and today I am painfully hungover. Yep, we're opening this raw, this real, because we are about to dive into scarcity mindset. And what better way to dive into a super scary topic than by having hang anxiety and just getting to the fucking point. You guys know that I always try to keep it real with you. I always try to let, you know, what's going on with me mentally and physically and that's where we're at. Um so <laughs> I'm like dying. Hopefully my dad doesn't listen to this episode. Oh well, he gets it. Anyway, let's go ahead and dive in. So I wanted to talk about scarcity mindset because Number one, I have been in this super expansive part of my life and of my journey. I made it through a pandemic. I feel like I've told this story a million times, but I've made it through a pandemic. I launched Get Super. The agency just moved into our second office um, in San Diego, which we're so blessed. And, you know, all of these things that are happening, it's you know there's a lot of fear involved there's a lot of fear of failing there's a lot of fear of just giving up there's all this kind of fear of like what's going to happen am i going to make it you know financially am i going to be okay um and especially right now too i think politically you know this is we're coming up on the end of may beginning of june politically there's a lot of conversation in our you know, in our, just around us talking about a recession or a possible, you know, bubble popping and business not looking the same, or, you know, small business owners, really needing to buckle down and save what their, save their resources and, you know, kind of prepare themselves for the storm of the century kind of thing. And looking at that, especially again, like I just, you know, signed a two year lease for this incredible office. And, you know, I have this new startup of, you know, a hemp infused instant coffee, and we're growing and expanding our agency, and we're doing all these things. And hearing kind of these, these conversations come up, it is really scary for me to feel like, you know, the future is so unknown. And, you know, I still want to remain expansive, but these kind of thoughts and feelings also kind of creep in where I have this sense of scarcity. So I kind of want to break down my version of what scarcity mindset is. And then I kind of want to open up about how I have really experienced it and how it has become something of a spiritual component, but also something that is very realistic when it comes to everyday life. Because I'm all about the spiritual side, but I'm also very much so about the reality and nature of what energy looks like in your day to day, or what your mindset actually, how it becomes tangible, you know, through our conversations and through our behavior and things like that. So let's dive into what scarcity mindset means for me. So. For me, a scarcity mindset is feeling like there are not enough resources or that you are limited in your ability to get to your goals or to achieve something or to be able to have something. Um, scarcity mindset can also look like, again, for me, it looked a lot like a mindset of how I viewed myself. You know, like I am not good enough or I don't deserve this. and. I believe that when we talk about a mindset, when I talk about that and I use that word, it's more or less like a pattern within our own brain or our own line of thinking. So for example, I had this incredible coach and I, I'm sure I've probably mentioned this on the podcast, but she talked to me about the way that our thought patterns, you know, be, tend to become grooves, like almost like grooves on our brain. And the more that we think A certain way, the more it becomes a groove. And it comes deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where that groove is just such second nature to us to think that way. It's become such a pattern or a habit or like muscle memory. And when I was walking through 2020 after my diagnosis, I had to do a lot of mindset shifts and I had to really reevaluate the way that I thought about myself and my business and the world. And I started realizing that a lot of these mindsets had come from my childhood and had come from my own personal experiences becoming adult. So in my childhood, there was a lot of people early on that had really left harsh impressions upon me um, that made me truly believe That I was never capable enough or talented enough or skillful or smart or pretty or anything enough. Um, I still struggle with the feeling of not feeling like I'm able to be loved or accepted. And those are some mindsets that have come really early on and that were deeply ingrained into my thought patterns that I am still working through today those thought patterns naturally gave birth to this idea of scarcity and scarcity essentially for me always kind of looked like there was a glass ceiling over my head where I could see what I wanted and I knew what I wanted, but I could never get there. And that felt that came through in things like, um, you know, success, what success looked like. It came through in financials. It came through in my relationships with friends, with boyfriends, with um family. And it always kind of felt like, you know i'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go off on a tangent here, but I love that there's like this trend of like this main character energy and like being the main character in your life. And I remember when I heard that, I'll never like, I, we talked about it and I had a, I had my friend scout, which I'm, you guys have heard her on the podcast and she has her own incredible podcast. We were, had just finished up a podcast and she asked me, she's like, do you feel like you're the main character of your life? And it fucking like shook me because my immediate answer was no, I don't. I feel like I'm someone that's looking through this glass and that there's all these other main characters and all these other people that have everything that I want and I can't get through to them. I will never be good enough to be on the other side of that glass. And that was really kind of this eye-opening experience for me for realizing how deeply set my scarcity mindset was and how much I wasn't even giving myself an opportunity to unpack why I felt that way. So again, I kind of want to go back to 2020 because 2020 is when I really did a huge life change and really dove into my mental health and where I was at with my diagnosis and also where I was at with all these mindsets. So in 2020, we had lost 75% of the business. I was very much so done. I really felt like I was wanting to give up. I wanted to give up the agency. I wanted to give up on life. Um, I was very dark. I was very depressed and I really encountered again, a lot of these ways that I thought about myself and I viewed about myself and even like myself talk to understanding that, you know, I, I was just living in this idea of fear and I was living in a world of fear of never being good enough and just kind of accepting that about myself versus trying to accept that those thoughts and patterns are not true. And those are things that you have developed as a protection and defense mechanism, and you don't want to fix this. So again, in 2020, I was opened up to this idea of scarcity mindset, and it really all came down to me wanting to give up on the agency. I talked about this in my last social media post. And I'm going to kind of re-echo the story here. I was again at this place that I had been squeezing so tightly and hanging on so tightly to my agency because I did not want it to fail. I didn't take a paycheck. I held on as hard as I could to one team member. I had interns, but you know, at that point we really didn't have any clients. So we were just really trying to expand ourselves in education and different services and learn as much as we could during this downtime and i remember thinking like i was just done like i was like what am i doing this for why am i hanging on so tightly like i'm never going to get past this certain revenue number i'm never going to be able to pay myself i'm never you know going to succeed with this agency and maybe it is time to just let it go so once i had gotten to this point where i had completely given up and given up really all hope on just hanging on and sticking through and in, I was so burnt out and I, you know, talked about my burnout and our in the episode literally titled burnout. Um, but there was just this, there was just this release, you know, I had, I had just decided, okay, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm giving up on this. I'm letting this go. And I shouldn't really frame it as giving up. It was more of just a surrender. And at this point, I had kind of made this decision too. you know, I'm working on this new product, which was get super, and it really lit me up. It really felt different. And I was pouring so much creative energy into it that I was so excited. Again, the agency was really kind of just felt like this, like ball and chain that I was just kind of done with. As I do this, I start shifting my energy, right? I'm completely surrendered. I'm not really paying attention to the agency. So these scarcity thoughts and these kind of guidelines that I ran the agency by were all let go. Let's dive into an example of how my scarcity mindset was applied, but then how it was shifted. And this was very accidental. This is something now that I look back on and I realized what had happened. But in the time, this was not something that I was really understanding what was happening. So. I was hanging on so tightly to this agency. I was hanging on to everything to keep us afloat. That means I was hanging on to clients that did not pay us well. I was hanging on to guidelines and company culture that did not serve us. I was hanging on to people and vendors and strategic partners because I didn't want to let them down. And Essentially, I was hanging on to all of these things and straining so tightly just to keep the agency afloat. When I had surrendered, I had let everything go. I had let go all the things that were not serving myself or the agency. Why? Because I was done. I was letting go. That opened us up to a whole new opportunity. And the reason I say that is because at this time I'm building it super, we have this incredible launch party. I'm kind of slowly releasing everything with Ekkus Marketing while kind of building up this awesome brand that I had so much creative play and my team was so excited about that all of a sudden more and more people started coming to the agency and more and more aligned clients and clients that actually wanted to pay our retainers and clients that were not terrible to work with. These were class A, amazing dream clients, team members, and people started wanting to work with us that were people that I, that are still a part of the team that are absolutely magical. Um, team members that brought in new services and new ideas and we're just very excited about what we were doing and everything started to shift and i remember thinking like holy shit this woo woo stuff really does work like i remember thinking that like talking to my coach and for me i'm such a realist like i'm such someone that needs like proof and i've told you this guy i think i've told you guys this but like I'm a kinesthetic learner. Like I have to feel and touch something in order for it to get through my brain. I'm super visual, but I also have to be touching, like I take physical notes like for clients, even though we have Notion as our project manager. And, you know, I can't you can't if you try to verbally communicate something to me, it usually goes one in one ear and right out the other. But if you if I can see it and I can see you do it, I will learn it and become the best at it. So I remember like thinking like, okay, so this is really interesting. Like I'm shifting out of the scarcity mindset because I'm releasing everything. And now all this opportunity is coming to me, but why? Like, yes, I believe in magic and spirit and energy, but why? Like, tell me why this is happening. So I needed, I needed evidence. I needed physical proof. Once we had launched get super, we had this amazing, amazing, launch party and get super really became a case study for what we could do in the branding and CPG world. And it was awesome because it was also my brand, but we had just had so much fun and really kind of like knocked it out of the park that we were getting like all these inquiries. I started looking like through like what I was doing differently inside of the agency. And then what I was doing, you know, what I, what, then what I had previously been doing And I started realizing that the scarcity mindset thing had played a huge role in keeping down the growth of my agency. And let me tell you why. So number one, first and foremost, the energy that you bring in to a room, whether you are working with your team, you're working with clients, you are working on your relationship is palpable. People can feel if you are in a bad mood, people can feel if you, you know, are vibrating lower, which again, when we talk about high vibrations versus low vibrations, high vibrations can feel like you're very grounded, you're very calm, you're very happy or excited. And the way that I kind of like to look at that is like if you've ever walked into a room and you met someone and they were just so excited or they were just so happy or they were just so calm that you were instantly attracted to, their, to them and you just wanted to be around them for some reason that's almost to me. And again, I am not a spiritual guru. So you guys tell me if I'm fucking totally speaking this wrong, but this is from my own personal experience and from my own vision or from my own lens. Um, but that's to me a vibration, right? Like that's a high vibration when I'm around someone and I just want to be in their energy. I just want to be in the same room as them. To me, it's, I'm attracted to that energy. I'm attracted to them because I, I I feel that and it makes me feel good. So low vibration, right? It's the complete opposite. If you ever had someone walk in the room and you're like, fuck man, like fucking Gary's here. Like, Oh, I like, I don't want to be around him. Or, you know, for example, like maybe it's a family member that you can't stand or your boss or your coworker or your roommate. And you kind of just feel this like weird, awkward tension, or you just don't, you know, someone's very depressive or, you know, someone's very negative. There's these low vibration feelings where you just don't want to be around them. So when I was in the scarcity mindset, I was completely stressed. I was very hanging on for dear life. So when I would go to speak to my employees, when I go to speak to my team, to my current clients or potential clients, There was this energy that did not feel good and they could feel that. And as their leader, it was very unsettling as their partner or their marketing vendor or whatever you wanted to call me, their friend. It wasn't a good feeling to be around me. And that sucks, but that's, that was where I was at. And as the best that I could try, you could always still kind of feel that. And there's also something to be said too, when we kind of put on this fake, happy smile of face and try to like, pretend like, you know, Rome isn't burning behind us. People can also feel that insincerity and that inauthenticness. That was one of the biggest things that I immediately started noticing was that my energy was had now shifted. I had surrendered and I was happy. I was working on get super and, you know, I didn't really like give a fuck about the agency. Right. At that point, I was like, yeah, it's going to do whatever it's going to do. Or like, we're going to shut it down. Like it was very much this radical decision and people kind of felt that. And in a weird way, people wanted to be more in my energy because of what I was doing with get super. And because I had surrendered all of this kind of negative vibration from the agency. So I started attracting people and I started attracting clients that understood what I was doing for Get Super and understood what the agency did and they wanted to work with us because they felt this they felt excited they felt my excitement they felt good being around me same thing with our team you know again as a leader someone that is driving the ship someone that is paying your payroll people can feel when things are when things are not grounded as much as we want to try and hide it it's almost better if we're like, yeah, hey, this is like a really fuck scenario. And I'm like, I'm kind of scared, but we're going to figure this out and get through it. It's almost better. And I think at times too, that's one thing that I had to learn about being a leader is sometimes I have to just have radical transparency with my team and with my clients. You know, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes we make mistakes and it's not okay and it sucks, but we have to move forward. And the best thing that you can do in a scenario like that is just being honest and being like, you know, listen, we did not do this the right way. Or I'm, you know, as a leader on my team, I'm not having a great day. I'm super upset or I'm super emotional. And, you know, I just want you guys to know that that's where I'm at today, but we're going to continue to, again, to move forward and do everything that we can. X, Y, and Z. So that was one of the biggest shifts that I saw was the energy that I was putting out and that I was leading with was also attracting new people in. Now, a couple other things had really shifted. One of the things was these clients. So being in the pandemic and moving into 2021, we had heavily discounted and tried to hang on to every client, That we could because everyone was pausing retainers or stopping because obviously we were in the pandemic. And there was a lot of resentment and there was a lot of feeling used and there was a lot of discounting and bringing on clients that were just not a fit for our retainers and for our prices in order to survive. That was let go. All of that was let go when I decided to surrender everything. So these things that I was hanging on to, these clients, these retainers, these price points, they were also taking up a huge amount of my bandwidth and of my team's bandwidth. They were, again, not a fit for our retainer. So sometimes instead of it taking one account coordinator to manage them, it took myself plus another account coordinator plus another one. They were a huge time suck. And I saw this as us hanging on because they were bringing in some revenue. But in reality, it was actually costing me more time and more money to even be working with these clients in the first place. That was let go. So then what did that leave us with? Left us with a whole lot of time and a whole lot more room for clients that were a fit and were aligned. That was literally how we scaled our revenue in 2021 was because we decided, I mean, again, it was an accident, but we had decided, or I had decided to surrender. And then I had decided to like, you know, if I'm giving this thing up, I'm not going to fucking discount my prices. If someone wants to work with us, like I am so detached and energetically open, but only open to those that get what we're doing like only open to the clients that are a great fit. And emotionally, I wasn't attached to this agency surviving. Now, again, I'm all, I'm looking at this all in retrospect, being in the moment, had I been in a scarcity mindset and I wanted to hang on to the, to guess, marketing. And you told me I had to detach emotionally. That would have been the hardest thing to ever tell me. And I doubt I would have even been able to do it. But I'm telling you guys this from my personal experience, because I think that it could actually help you in looking back at your business and investigating where you are actually having these scarcity mindset moments and how to unpack them and how to see that they're actually really impacting your bottom line or your relationships or your team or your scalability or anything like that. So that was the second one was obviously the new, all the new clients coming in the third one. The third one is really powerful and it's a little woo woo. But it opened my eyes to the way that I had felt about the agency and the avoidance that was occurring. So, we're in 2021, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I love working with Christina Rice. She's an absolute powerhouse and just such a healer and leader in just her spiritual work. And I remember I was coming to her because I was getting overwhelmed with both now this, all this new growth with the agency. And I really couldn't understand. And I was really frustrated actually. Like I was really like, fuck this. Like, how is it that I'm so excited about get super. And I want to put all my time and energy into this. And now the agency's growing now, after I've decided to give up after I think, what was that four years now we're doing record numbers and record sales. Why, what the fuck is going on? And I was so it like almost enraged, like, and just annoyed. Because obviously that was taking some time away from get super. And I didn't, I wanted to honor it because how do you not honor all of a sudden going from barely hanging on to doing more money than you've ever done in your business ever. So I go to see to Christina and I'm like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Do, do your thing. Do some Reiki, do some energy. I don't know. Clears my chakras, whatever you want to do. I remember like, I, I like had just sat down and she's like, what are you like, what are you here for? Like, tell me what's going on. And I was like, well, are you going to like do your thing? And she's like, well, I want to hear like why you're here. And I'm like, well, like I need help making a decision. She's like, well, what's the decision? I'm like, do I need to move forward with X marketing or do I need to move forward with Get Super? And she's like, she kind of like takes a second and I don't, I'm not going to go into everything that she does. You guys should definitely book a session with her. I know this is like a total shameless plug, but she's not paying me. I fucking love her. I feel like she's really helped me. Same with my other coach as well, Amy, and I will plug them we can include them in the show notes, whatever you guys want, but they're absolutely incredible women. But we start talking about ecos Marketing and we start talking about the nature of the business. And I start talking about my relationship with the business, which is really interesting because we actually do have relationships with our businesses. I think our, our businesses are part of who we are. And I think it's a really great reflection of our own personal journey and our character. But I also think that our businesses also have this unique nature about them that's kind of its own energy, right? Like we kind of create this entity in a sense. Um, and we have a relationship with it because we're human beings, and that's what we do. But we have this way of interacting with it and the way we think about it and the way we nurture it. And you know, it's very similar to how we treat our relationships. So we start talking about it and during this whole conversation, I realized how much resentment and unpacking that I have with my agency. You guys, I bootstrapped my agency. I never worked in a PR agency. I never worked in a social media or digital marketing agency. I worked on brands and I was naive enough to go out and say, I'm going to start doing this for myself and start doing social media for brands that was it. I fucking jumped off a cliff and decided I was going to learn how to build an airplane while I was falling. There was so many times in building my business that I made huge mistakes and that I wanted to give up and I kept going. And so, yeah, there was a lot of resentment. I felt like I had built this thing that wasn't supportive and that wasn't supportive of me. And that I felt like I was continually having to feed and take care of. And basically at this point, at this breaking point of like, when is this business going to finally start fulfilling me and giving back to me? In this conversation, Christina looks at me and she goes, you have to unpack everything within this business. She is like, this business is literally... It is like a ball and chain to you and you are not honoring it. You are not nurturing it. You don't even, she's like, I don't even know if you like really like it. She's like, and I'm going to totally butcher this, but I had such like an energetic block with it and I just, I wanted to avoid it and I didn't even want to deal with it. So she, we do a little bit more work and she starts telling me about referring to my business as a person. And she's like, you need this closure. You need to start opening up and healing this relationship that you have with your agency. And you guys, this sounds so woo woo and so crazy, but it was so true. I had had so much anger and built up just, just again, resentment or negative thoughts or negative feelings. And I wanted to avoid it and I didn't want to confront it. So Through all this, she also starts telling me, she's like, I think I want you to write a letter. She's like, I think I want you to go and visualize actually having a conversation with your agency as if it it was you. Then I want you to write a letter to it. This was my third point. And it was also the most powerful point because this opened me up to the last part of scarcity mindset that I hadn't realized that I had been living in. Our businesses, again, are a piece of us. They're a reflection of who we are. We, as entrepreneurs, hold a lot of weight and guilt for what we do. Our mistakes, wanting to do better, wanting to be more ambitious, wanting to get there faster with more money to be able to be more successful. And we don't always heal those thought patterns. We don't don't always stop them. More times than not, we just hang on to it. And we try to say that we're gonna let that motivate us. And in reality, it's basically self harming what we're doing. And it's also creating this insane monster that drives so much stress and pain to what we're doing. So I sat down and I visualized meeting my agency, and my agency looked a lot like meeting Whitney, I guess. And I had a conversation. Through this kind of visualization and a breakdown. <laughs> and I'm probably going to get emotional. So get ready. God, every fucking individual podcast episode I put out, <laughs> solo episode, I feel like I cry in, but whatever, we're getting real. Um, I realized that I had resented so much of this agency and that I was so disappointed in it. And more so, I was really disappointed in myself. I was really mad that it had taken four years to get to that number. I was really upset that I had not taken a paycheck for so long. I was really ashamed that I felt like I wasn't at the other levels of other agencies. And I felt like we would never be good enough. With all those feelings, I also started realizing that I wasn't honoring my agency. I wasn't honoring what it was doing. I wasn't grateful. I wasn't appreciative. I was holding it to an unrealistic standard. That's something of something that lived in my head. And I was living and allowing it to be cultivated in a scarcity mindset. Because I also wasn't honoring myself. And I also was holding these expectations for myself that were unrealistic. And I also wasn't healing my own self-doubt and shame and guilt and fear. So after this visualization, I sat down and I wrote a letter. And I wrote out every way that I felt about the agency and my disappointment and my emotions and my thoughts, my feelings, all the good shit. And then I took a second moment and I wrote a letter as if it was the agency speaking to me on how it felt. Yeah, this is fucking, I know this is fucking wild. Bear with me, guys. I know it's it's like Whitney's talking to her fucking business, she's literally lost it now. It's official. <laughs> anyway. And i wrote I wrote out that letter, and it was super eye opening. It was like talking to your best friend or like talking to someone that you had a confrontation with or you got a fight with and it opened up all this realization for myself that, yeah, I was fucking pissed and I wasn't allowing the agency to be to grow in its best light. I was signing shitty clients. I was negative. I avoided it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to heal all of the shit inside of me. And therefore, it was coming through, through this agency. It was coming through, through this business. That alone, opening that up, when we talk about moving from scarcity mindset into abundance, abundance isn't some Narnia. It isn't some pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Abundance is a shift, it is a physical shift. When I shifted out of pure accident and then self-realization and healing my own journey with my agency, I shifted into abundance. I shifted because I made a physical change that opened me up for the right opportunities. Yes. Is this spiritual? Sure. Is it also self-love and self-care and working through my own journey? 100% but it was a physical shift. It was saying no to the things that no longer fit me. Discounting my prices, clients that don't align, not being excited about my agency, not saying that we are good enough and we are on the other side of that glass ceiling. And we can be because we're shifting away from this, which means that that's the only other option is abundance. That's the only other option is being the main character. That's the only other option is having everything that I want. And I deserve that. So with that guys, that is my, (laughs) I feel like I still have so much to say, but we're, we're approaching 40 minutes, but that was my shift. And that was my take on scarcity mindset. And now today As I'm continuing to live this super expansive season right now where I am taking on a lot and I'm also giving a lot, I have to remind myself that it's okay to feel this fear and it is okay to have moments of doubt. I have hangover anxiety as we speak and a lot of my hangover anxiety makes me feel like I'm a really shitty person. I'm allowed to feel those things. You are allowed to feel those things. You are allowed to be scared. You are allowed to feel ashamed and have days where you just think that you're, you know, a fuck up. You're not, but you're allowed to have those days. But the one thing that we get to do now is we get to sit down and unpack those mindsets. We get to unpack why we think those things. We get to unpack why we're not on the other side of the other ceiling. And once we get into that physical shift and we're able to, get to the point where we're healing our business trauma by writing letters to and from our business. (laughs) We get to have it all and we get to be in a state of abundance. And I remind myself that because this is a big time for me right now. I'm also slowly approaching 30 and I'm also fucking terrified. I really envision my life to look a hell of a lot different. But I'm really grateful that I'm at where I'm at. And I don't think I could have dreamed a better life, even though, you know, little 13 year old Whitney totally had these different expectations and goals for her life at 28 years old. And I think that now when I have these moments of expansion and I have these moments of fear, I go back to these mindsets, to my childhood and re-explore why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. We have the opportunity here to move in a different direction and to physically change our thought patterns, to open ourselves up to the biggest amount of abundance that we we ever could have dreamed of. And it takes a physical shift. And sometimes it takes a hell of a lot of spirituality and faith. But you get to do it. And you can do it. All right, guys. I need to go drink a liquid IV and probably some get super, (laughs) probably have a good cry while I'm at it, but I love you guys. And thanks for going under the influence with me.